All right, ladies of Purposeful Living and Linking Arms, this is Nadine McGowan, and I am joined today with my guest and mentor and role model in life, Miss Mary Warner, who is our Purposeful Living Coaches Coordinator. So welcome, Mary. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yay. And today's topic is coaching and healing and growth. As I mentioned earlier, Mary is our coaching coordinator and we are just so blessed to have her. Coaching has been such a pillar and such an important part and aspect of the work that we've done in the lives of women and then the ripple effect that that has created. And so I thought it would be good to kind of just start with defining what coaching is. So Mary, can we kick it off that way? Maybe just tell us about what is coaching? Coaching is, um, it's a way for a woman to have someone walk alongside her as she's working through changes in her life. We all have changes we want to make. We need a place to, to put the details out, to put what, what are the reasons we want to change? What do we need to do to change? Where is it that we want to end up? And really look through all those steps. And if we've got someone to help us just take that walk, it helps us think more clearly and it gives us encouragement to take those steps. That's good. Yes. And how would you say this is different from like counseling or therapy? Well, counseling is about healing the past. And you will find if you're talking to a counselor, you're doing a lot of talking about the past, how you got to where you are, what were the things that that caused wounds in you? What do you need to do to heal? And that's all good. Coaching is about here's where I am now. Here's where I want to go. How do I, how do I get there from here? It's totally about moving forward. I love that. That's such a great way to describe it. And you know, the, the, this is where I am now. That right there is work. It's very much work to figure out because we tend to stuff things. We tend to, if we're not comfortable, if we're not real thrilled with what's going on, we put on the smile and the happy face and we make the best of it. And, um, that won't get you any further ahead because you're just stuck keeping the status quo. So you need a place where you can pull out the details without judgment. And so many times we can't do that with our, our family or our very best friends who all want, they want us to not hurt. They want us to be happy. They want to see our smile. And so we do all those things for them, but we can't get to the, the pieces that we just really need to pour over or cry over or think about all the different options without worrying about what kind of response we're going to get. And, and when you're working with a coach, you get someone who listens without judgment. Yes. And I think, Mary, when I started coaching with you, that is exactly what it did for me is I, it made me realize where I was at now. And it was hard to get honest with where I was at in that moment. That was very, very hard because I had to look past my denial, past Mm -hmm. the things that I was ignoring and shrugging off. And man, was that painful, but it was so freeing to get honest with where I was today. Right. And And I don't think that most of us can do that without a little help. And, and so the tool that coaches use for that, two tools, one is asking questions. And we talk about having the curious brain and we talk about 
just really focusing on the person we're coaching and really listening and asking the questions nobody's going to ask gently and you get to choose whether or not to answer them but you um you certainly get something to think about as you're doing that and really dig down deep because none of us coaches are here to give any of you advice they are here to just continue asking questions as the questions come up for them so that you can pull out we can help you pull out of yourself out of what's stuffed out of what's hidden that we you can pull that out so that you can see it you can think about it you can get truly honest with yourself and work through what you need to work through so that you can move forward yes it's it's this awareness it's giving it's helping the coaches have awareness of where am i today and then i love that part of where do i want to go what right how do I move forward? So it's not just, okay, let's create awareness and sit in it. It's a, okay, now that I know where I am, how do I get myself to where I'm being called to be or where I want to be or where, you know. And part of the challenge with that is choosing where the next place is you want to be. You know, we don't, we don't go from, from A to Z without any stops in the middle. We, we, we can't manage goals that are quite that huge. You have to have things that are reasonable so that you can decide when you get there what the next goal is going to be but you have to know where you're going because otherwise how will you know when you get there how will you know when you've accomplished what you set out to do if you're not quite sure what you're setting out to do yeah yeah so what I'm hearing you say is coaching is really about creating awareness of where we are today and then and and then um, making progress Right. Into where we want to go. Right. You, have an, you know exactly where you are today. You have an idea of what your goals are. And then you decide what will take me in that direction. What and how much of that can I do this week? Yes. That's and then you decide how much accountability you want. You do, you, the, the coachee, the client is always in control of the process. Yeah. Nobody is going to tell you what to do or how to do it. We're just going to help you dig a little deeper and figure out your next steps. Nice. And who is coaching for? So oh, coaching is for everyone. I've been saying that for years. I've been coaching for, I don't know, 20 or 30 years. I've been coaching for a very long time. And I say that to everyone. Everybody needs a coach. All of our coaches are required to have a coach. We call them buddy coaches, but everybody has to have one because it's so helpful to talk things out. And I've even had people at, will start a call and they'll say, I really don't have anything today. I really don't have anything to talk about. And sometimes those are the very best calls. It's like, oh, wow, I had no idea that I needed to talk about that. But that's the value of being open to hearing the questions, being open to listening to, um, and the more you do it, the more you have conversations like that with a safe person, the more you find you really can't live without it. I, yes, I can agree with that because that has definitely happened for me personally. Um, it's like, I just need that, you know, again, it's the way, the honesty, because sometimes I can, I can deceive myself, you know, and I can go back to old habits and old beliefs. And, mm-hmm. and, and I need that voice that is not emotionally attached that can just 
ask questions to lead me to reality and lead me to mm-hmm. progress. Um, and like you said, it's hard. And sometimes we just want to get away from the hard stuff. And so we go back to what's familiar and we forget that what's familiar was also hard. Yes. So, yeah, you need somebody there to say, wait a minute, this is what I hear you say. And, and when you said that a month ago, this is not how you felt about it. Let's talk about the difference. What's going on? And the reality is avoiding the hard stuff doesn't make it go away. Not at all. It might make you sick, give you ulcers, give you stress, keep you up at night, but it does not go away. Yeah, it actually comes up in different ways. Um, there's, a, there's a phrase I heard recently that I think is just one of those easy to remember things. And it was, if, if you don't feel it, you can't heal it. That's right. So you're not, you're not going to avoid that stuff. And the best way is to walk right through it. That's right. You have to, you, you have to heal it. To, you have to feel it to heal it. Uh-huh. That's good. That's really good. Um, so let me ask for maybe some examples of different times a coach might be helpful. Okay. Um, a coach might be helpful if you're thinking you want to change jobs or careers. If um, you're just feeling stuck in life and you're not quite sure what needs to change, but you know something does. If you're kind of stuck with a particular relationship problem that you've tried and tried and tried to make changes and you don't, you know, you know what you're doing isn't working, but you're not quite sure what will, then with a coach, you can work through um, different relationship skills. You can work through role plays. You can do all kinds of things like that so that you get to a place where you can go and try something new. That also gives you an encourager and a support person so that you don't feel so alone when you're going to say something to someone that you're expecting um, some sort of backlash or some disagreement. That's good. Um, And, you know, I've even seen women uh, get coaching when they were going through depression or anxiety or seasons where they just really felt alone. I think a coach is uh, really great there. Right. Um, Anything else that you've seen is kind of like, man, that really tends to be a good time. Uh, a lot of parenting things and maybe even especially um, parenting, being a parent to an adult person. Mm-hmm. I hate the term adult child, but, but when you're, when your kids grow up, you're still mom, but you're so much different. And sometimes that's challenging. Um, grief is another thing where it's good to have somebody to just process that with and somebody that's not going to collapse. If you, start crying you know so many times we try to keep on that brave face so um grief is another big thing uh mindset you know just if 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 you're just never quite happy or you know you're just always feeling like I always get the bad end of stuff or whatever it is you know there's there's a lot to be said for how we think about things and learning that we can control how we think about things so so any kind of personal growth uh, is very helpful to have a coach for. Yeah, that's good. And what came up for me is, uh, you know, when you're feeling like you're in a recurring cycle, mm-hmm. right? like I always attract this type of person or I always get treated this way at work or everybody's always doing this to me. That typically stems from a belief or a thought, an underlying belief or thought that you can't necessarily see but that will come up in coaching. And then you're able to identify that, that belief that might not be true. 
and then help mm-hmm. you walk in truth. So kind of pick it apart. And and one way to identify that is if you hear yourself saying always or never or everybody or nobody, those extreme words are a clue. And that if you hear yourself saying those things, you need you need somebody to help you get some perspective and, and see what, what else is there to see. That's good. And, you know, I love in scripture, Proverbs 12, 15, that was the scripture that you had referenced, Mary. Um, and in the Christian standard Bible, it says a fool's way is right in his own eyes, but whoever is listens to counsel is wise. Um, and I, th- I think I love this where it, it's like, we need counsel. Um, we do we need somebody else who's able to listen and ask and, and see, because they, you know, how you can see other stuff so much clearer than Than your own. own. Yeah. And that comes back of, we need each other. We need community. We need fellowship. We we are not created to do any of this alone. And what I love about coaching is it's one person coming alongside of you that says, I'm here. I hear you. I see you. I understand you. I validate you but you are not stuck. Let's talk about how do we move forward. Right. And there's something so valuable in the whole process of being seen and being heard that really helps us um, heal and move forward. Just to know that we ourselves have completely been seen and been heard and been understood just for who we are. Yes. Yes. This judgment-free zone. Right. So my question for you is what are, if if somebody doesn't have a coach and maybe isn't quite ready for a coach, is there a way to use some of these coaching skills or um, to still be able to make progress and create awareness for themselves? I think you can always be doing that. Um, One thing that I tell everyone is to journal just, it doesn't have to be a lot, but it has to be, it's very helpful if you're consistent with it. Do some journaling every day, either just writing free flow, what comes into your mind, or pick a few questions that you can go to every day just to answer those questions. Um, to take that a little bit deeper is the two-way journaling where, where you write, all, and whether it's the answering the questions or free, free flow, and you keep writing until, and then you pray and you ask God, you know, what do you want me to know about this? And you wait and see if more comes to you to write, which is often an, an answer. Um, it's an amazing thing to do. And certainly um, I've had it work for me so many times. Um, another thing would be to talk to a friend, just, just really. Can I pause before we go sure. there? Yes. The journaling piece. I just want to like, I think some women think journaling is a diary. No. So can you just explain maybe like what is the difference between a a journaling and a diary? You know, I read something the other day that explained the difference that said a diary is writing out what you did each day. A journal is about what did I learn today? So a journal includes your emotions. It includes interactions. It's, it's not a, it doesn't even really matter too much about what were all the things you did. How did they affect you? What were the times when you were really happy or the times when you were really not happy? Um, When were you left feeling less than? When were you like on and at your best? And really learning to get to know yourself through each of those things, which 
as they're happening, they're kind of gone in an instant, all of those things. But if you sit down and, and you write out the day, you get a chance to really look at and process how you live life. Yeah, that's really good. And something that helps me with journaling is sometimes I just need to brain dump. Yes. You know, so it's like I do, when I feel like really overwhelmed with a lot of thoughts and I, I, I feel kind of jumbled, I like just write out everything I'm thinking and then I just pause and I'm like, what, what do I do with all of this? And a lot of times I get an answer right away and I can like write that out. Mm-hmm. Um, or when I have a really extreme emotion mm-hmm. um, and I like, I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling really sad or whatever. I'll just write it. Like I feel really sad right now. And this is why, and, you know, I just get it all out. But mm-hmm. then I pause and I ask myself, what's at the core of this? Mm-hmm. Like, what is causing the sadness? Is it really, this little thing that happened or is it something that's deeper that I need to look at? Right. Um, That's also been very helpful way to kind of do some of that journaling. Right. Because so many times what you're feeling now is really just something now triggered something that was unresolved from who knows when, but definitely in the past. Yeah. So when you, when you can make those connections, then you really have uh, some tools to deal with how you react to things now. And really learn the difference between reacting and responding. That's so another good. big piece. That's so good. Learning the difference between reacting. I just react. Mm-hmm. And responding. Mm-hmm. I think about reacting like, a, like I have a six-year-old, right? So how he would react, a six-year-old's mm-hmm. reaction. Mm-hmm. Or responding as an adult would respond. And, and the thing I think to remember about that is that when you respond, typically there's a pause first that you allow yourself time to think, to choose, so that that takes it away from being a reaction and that makes it into a choice. So good. So good. Okay, so journaling, I just needed to pause and, and spend a little more time on journaling because I know um, some women don't know where to even start. So I wanted to spend a little time there. Okay, so. Other than journaling, you were going to something else. I want to talk to a safe friend. And when I say safe friend, I'm talking about someone who doesn't do what we call triangulation. So they aren't going to immediately jump on your side and make somebody else bad because of however you're feeling. Or they're not going to judge your choices. They're going to listen with an open mind and ask you how you're feeling about what you're saying, how, you know, to really just accept you as you are and, and be there for you without trying to fix you or give you advice or take your side or someone else's side. So um, if you have a friend like that, you are well blessed. That's for sure. Yes. And that's who you want to be looking for, for those kinds of conversations. Yes. And there were years for me that I didn't have any safe friends. I had a lot of friends. I had a lot, a lot of friends, but Mm -hmm. I didn't have real safe friends that either that a, I didn't allow them to be safe because I wasn't vulnerable enough to share. I withheld that. I kept it all on the surface with what are we wearing? Where did we go out to dinner? What, you know, or, um, they do, they did give me a lot of advice and a lot of their opinion and a lot of, they made it about them. Mm-hmm. And when I, then I started to pray and I was like, God, I need, I need a safe community. Like I need some safe friends. Can you please show me? And slowly it felt like women that were already in my lives were revealed 
of like, okay, this is a sick person. This person doesn't give me a bunch of advice. Let me try to go a little deeper with them. Let me tell them a little more and see how they respond and a little more. And I've even had friends who had the ability to be a safe friend, but they weren't showing up that way that I asked for what I needed. And I said, listen, this is what I need in our friendship. I, I don't need your advice unless I ask for it. I just need you to listen to me. And, right. and, and just hear me and let me process. Can you please do that for me? Um, Those kinds of friendships don't happen immediately. They're built over time. And you don't, you just don't go into a new relationship assuming that it's safe and you can just put everything there. You you take small steps in like you just described. Yeah. Um, my therapist says, people earn my story. Yes. You know, and it's earned. And it's like... Um, I always use this example and I think about it often because it really helps me. And I learned this in recovery years ago. And it talks about like how slowly you let people in and how at, at what pace, you know, there's I have a ton of friends that are on the front porch. They don't really come inside my home emotionally. Right. But they're, we're on the front porch. We're hanging out. We're and I have some friends that are allowed in the house and they're in my living room. And that's kind of where they fit in my life, in my living room. I have some friends that are allowed upstairs or allowed in my bedroom or in my kind of like sacred space. Um, And and that that happens with me identifying who is safe for me, who is not safe for me. And slowly I've kind of invited people in. Mm -hmm. And not everybody is going to be that. And and really, that's okay. You need all those different kinds of friends. Oh, yeah. I need some friends that are hanging out on the front porch because I can't go that deep with everyone. No. (laughs) Exhausted. (laughs) Right. But I think yeah. it's important that we have people in every aspect, too. We, I, there, there was a really long season in my life where nobody was allowed even in my house. Mm-hmm. And that was a really lonely place to be for me. Right. You know, so and that's why I think coaching is so important. I think we live in a world where most of us live that way. We have a lot of people in our on our front porch. We have some people in our living room, but maybe we don't have anybody in, that, in those sacred spaces. And we need that. And a coach is such a safe person to have there. It's just, a, yeah. Okay. So we covered a lot of stuff. Is there anything else that you'd want to share about coaching to the women? Any words of wisdom, any thoughts, any challenges you'd like to give them? I think my biggest challenge would be, you know, don't hesitate. Don't second guess yourself and don't think Oh, I have to have a major problem to have a coach. That's not what it's about. It's about um, it's about growing into being your very best self and whatever that takes. And you might meet with a coach for a period of time and say, okay, you know, I'm done working for now. And then you, you do other things for a while and then you come back. But it's just such an amazing uh, process that really can help you move forward. And there's really no reason to avoid it. It's not scary. Most of us are, well, all of us are just really nice people. <laughs> um, I like that you started with most of us. Yeah, yeah. And then I had, whoa, wait a minute, who are you talking about? So, okay, <laughs> we've got a great coaching team. And if you're interested in coaching, you go on the website and there's a place there where you can say, I want to coach. Yeah. And somebody will call you back and fix you up with a coach. Yeah. And our coaching is free to our ladies, but we do ask that you take it seriously because our volunteer coaches are dedicating their time and their efforts. So if you sign up to be a coach, to be coached, then we ask that you honor that time for the coaches. But 
yeah, it's a free service that we um, offer to be able to walk alongside women and take away any barriers uh, that might be there. So Mary, thank you so much for just your wisdom, your using your skill set. I mean, just you have been such a pillar for our community of women. Well, and, thank you. Yeah, it's been an honor. All right, ladies. Well, we love you. Uh, let's continue to grow to be the very best women uh, that God created us to be. You are worth it. You are loved. You are chosen. And you are beautiful inside and out just as you are. We love you so much. 